Let's hurry up before everybody comes back and realize no one's in the locker room yet. Um, just how they attack you. Like you turn on the film, um, it's almost like they don't they don't win the same way each week. Like they just they have so much talent. I think you see that all throughout the season. Um, you know, you turn on the game and you know Robinson will be the leading receiver, and then Sammy Watkins will be the leading receiver, or it's Tyreek Hill, or it's Hardman, or it's Kelsey, um, or you know, or Lashawn McCoy, or Damian Williams has a huge game running, um, and then like you just said, the threat of Mahomes is always there of um, running the ball, of you know, rolling one way, being able to throw the ball back across across his body, um, and then I think the main thing he does is he keeps plays alive. Um, whether that's escaping a guy blitzing, um, whether that's reading the blitz coming from one way and, and kind of, you know, just backing up going, you know, to the right or something. Um, his arm strength allows him to kind of do that and still uh, make some pretty tough throws. So, um, you know, we got to see it, you know, last year twice of just his ability of being able to make plays. So, um, you know, I think we know it, but, you know, with this team, the hardest thing is going out there and executing and playing to it. So um, that's what we got to be ready to do, you know, for 60 minutes. Coach today said that when he was talking about Travis Kelsey, he said that Travis Kelsey was a, he just called him a reception, like, you know, a, a wide receiver. He didn't call him a tight end or anything like that. He just mentioned that he just catches the ball wherever they put him. How tough is it to kind of defend someone who can line up pretty much anywhere and it's that size? Uh, I think it's the, just the awareness of, like, you know, like Coach said, of understanding, you know, this isn't like the tight end that's going to line up in a C area 80% of the time. Like, because of his ability, he lines up at what you would call X. You know, he lines up in the slot, you know, or he lines up at Z. Um, then he's motioning or he's staying there. So um, I think the biggest thing is just having the awareness uh, to be able to cover him. Um, and then the heart, you know, you know, the hardest thing is covering him. You know, the guy does a great job um, of getting open, catching the ball in tough situations. Um, a bigger guy, but, you know, you watch him, he has good quickness, um, runs good routes and doesn't really run routes, I would say, like a, a prototypical tight end where, you know, he's running and he's not, you know, making a ton. Like, he can make a good amount of moves on his releases off the line. Then you got to do a good job of covering him top to, uh, top of the route because he has as many in-breaking routes as he has out-breaking routes. So he, he has the full route tree. So um, I think the hard thing is you're covering a receiver with tight end size. You know, he, he has that ability. Besides their, obviously, their talent on offense with the deep shots that they take, what do they do to you schematically that makes it so difficult to cover those guys in space. Speed. It's, it's it's hard to cover, but it's that simple. You know, not many teams. You look at the roster. There's four two something, four three guys, four three. You know, four. There's just so many guys that are fast, and you talk about um, getting vertical. Like you can't just stand over one guy and do it. Like they have multiple guys. Um, that can go vertical and you know you have to play well at every position you know when you're in coverage um, because there's a threat of a guy going deep on every play and I think right away you think of the speed guys but like like we were just talking about Kelsey's another guy that can go deep you know he's he's one of their better deep threats as well so um, I think the toughest thing with the deep ball is the the speed and the ability they have across the board of no matter who they put on the on the field. Last year we saw the uh, Chiefs um, carry. After you guys did a good job covering them in the uh, first half, the second half they would come back with a you know huge, uh, huge showing. So what do you guys have to do to kind of keep them from doing that again, and uh, you know keep them from coming back on you like they did last year? Well, should I say the first thing is if we could get off to that kind of start, you know, um, it, it's just tough because 
they're a, they're a good football team from a talent level, and they are very good and, and very able to be coached the right way. Andy Reid's a great offensive mind, and um, going into each game we played them last year, we talked about it being 60 minutes. Like they're they're too good of a team that you think you're just gonna you know shut out and hold to zero points. Like they do a great job. They're a game plan offense. So you know whatever you're doing as a defense, as they come in game plan to try to beat you, and you know you play a whole first half. Now they're like, all right. You know, this is what we're getting. This is what we're going to do. So um, I think it's it's like a chess match. We have to be able to match, you know, what they do early in the game, what they do in the middle of the game, and what they do late in the game. Um, it's not really going to stay the same. They're going to whatever we're doing to them. If it's working well for us, they're going to come. They're going to come and do something else. And um, I think it's it's like going against ourselves. We're very similar to that from a defensive standpoint. We're going to try to game plan you. Take away what you do best and, and try to go from there. So um, we just got to be ready to adjust when they adjust. Uh, and, you know, it's going to be vice versa. They're going to be trying to do the same thing. Devin, uh, giving up the three touchdown passes against Houston, obviously it was a fourth, that's kind of a wrong play. But the three uh, almost matched the total from the whole season. Uh, what's the message this week or, you know, any concern on your part? Uh, uh, no. Um, we, I didn't even know how many we gave up. Like, I always say stats are very irrelevant in the season because, we say we gave up four all season. We gave up four in the game. I say it every week. You know, you have to prepare. You have to go play. No one comes in caring. You know, like Houston's or Kansas City, even to this point, now we're at eight. They're not going to come in and say, man, they only gave up eight touchdowns in X amount of games. We can't throw touchdowns. You know what I mean? So it's going out there and executing, you know, each time you go out there. Because, you know, if we go by stats, you know, it would be really no point to play the game on Sunday because you would just break it down on who does what well and then say, all right, they're the winner, they're the winner. Um, but, you know, going against this outfit, you know, I don't care if we would only gave up one touchdown all week. It's not going to matter going against Kansas City. They have so many threats. And, um, I mean, you go over the last two or three years, they've been one of the top offenses each year for a reason. So we got to we gotta play our best. And um, giving up four touchdowns passing probably won't be a good thing for us Sunday. And, and Mahomes specifically, uh, same players last year. Have you seen any growth from him this year? I mean, it's hard. He had 50 touchdowns. Yeah, he was pretty good last year. <laughs> so, um, I mean – I think with any player, you get better experience, understanding situations, you know, any mistakes you make, you know, the year before, the game before, you're kind of, if you get in that situation again, you you kind of learn from that. Um, but it's hard, man. The guy played so well last year and, and did so many things um, at a high level. Um, to really do that again the next year, to me, is is – you know, the hardest thing to speak about, and he's doing that. You know, he's still able to do things that you really wouldn't expect quarterbacks to do. And um, I think overall the understanding, you know, for him just is going to keep getting better. And you see that times he drops back and, you know, he's playing. It was, I think it was against Tennessee, and he's rolling to his left. And, you know, it looks like, guys, he might have a window to throw it, but there's no one in front of him. So he just says forget it and just runs in for a touchdown. So I think those little things will, will always continue to improve for him. But – I mean, his ability out there, I mean, the, the worst thing for a defense is he stays the same. You know, we, we kind of hope he gets worse. Yeah, what are the primary differences you see between last year's offense and the one you've been looking at the last few years? 
Very similar. I mean, they ran 12 personnel last year. They run some 12 personnel this year, 11 personnel. They have, you know, a lot of guys moving and motioning. It's not one guy that motions a lot. They all, they're doing the different things. Um, but I think, you know, like I was talking about earlier, they're a game plan offense. So they're going to attack whatever they think you don't do well. So, um, you know, you're ne it's never going to probably look the same overall when you watch them. Um, I think that's why you see different guys have huge games for them because they have different game plans to attack different things. Um, and they have so many, you know, good receivers. And, and, you know, obviously you throw Kelsey in there too, that they're able to do those things and just, you know, go to a different guy each week. So um, I think that's what you continue to see, their versatility and their ability to really spread it out and, and be multiple on different weeks. Talking about stats, you know, you look at it, you know, however you want. One thing that you guys have always done is after a loss, you respond well. Is it, is it the demeanor? Does that change at all? Is it a sense of urgency or is it the calmness that, hey, it's just let's go to the next week? What was it in that locker room that creates those numbers that you guys are able to bounce back after losses? I would say that's that's very relevant too. Um, each team's different, I think. We're like every team. Like when you lose, you want to win the next week, and you put a you put a lot into it. I think in life, like with anybody, if you if you don't get what you want out of whatever you're putting a ton of work in, you're like, all right, we got to get back to it, and now we got to do a little bit more to make sure we get that win the next week. So um, I think we have that mentality, um, but like doing that in the past isn't going to help us Sunday. Like, we got to go to it and play to it um, and, and try to get that done. Like, it's not going to matter that on paper we've been good at that. Like, no one cares about that. Devin, have you seen any evolution in LaShawn McCoy's game from Buffalo to now having played against him so much? I would say he's another guy that, you know, him being the same is probably good enough, you know, like – I mean, what hasn't he done at the running back position? You know, obviously he's been with Andy Reid before, but he's a guy too. Like when he gets a ball in his hand, you got to have everybody at the point of attack. Um, it doesn't matter if the play is designed to go left. He can cut back, go right. He can make anybody in the NFL miss one-on-one. -on -one. So, um, you know, I think you, you take a guy like that who's a veteran that understands this league. You, you know, it's his 11th year. Um, you know, I think when you talk about still to be able to play at your highest level of football that you played at throughout your career and still be able to be explosive, to be quick, you know, to be able to, to be very elusive, um, to me is what's tough about playing LaShawn McCoy. And I think that hasn't changed. You know, now he's in, a, he's on a team where, um, there's a lot of guys that can do that. So you have a lot to worry about. Um, so I think probably because of that, he doesn't get as many headlines as he got when he was in Buffalo, but he still will make anybody miss. He can create a big play at any moment. So um, we know how important it is to stop him, not only in the run game, but also when he gets the ball in his hands in the pass game. Every team uses pre-stab motion, I mean, everybody. But is it more stress on you when it's Hardman or Hill who are constantly moving for them, knowing they'll hand it off to him too? or? The rush to play from the Raiders, they ran a little fake reverse and the whole defense went this way and opened up a massive hole for Williams, I think. Yeah, and I would put Sammy Watkins in that too. Um, and I think it's their ability to understand that they can change their motions up. You know, you'll see Tyreek Hill in there. He'll run full speed across like he's getting a jet sweep. Then he'll stop on the other side and start bouncing. And he comes back flying. Sometimes he gets the jet sweep, sometimes he doesn't. And that's when they hand the ball off. So I think it's it's – all of the movement of the offense. You know, a lot of their offense is a lot of misdirection and guys going different ways. Um, and I think defensively, your eyes are very important. You got to be looking at what you're supposed to be looking at it. But like you just said, you get a guy who's running 4-2 full speed across and then he stops and he comes flying back. It's kind of like, all right, they brought him a 
across first to distract us to bring it back and give it to him. Then they give it to him. Then the next time they don't give it to him and they run it. Then the next time he flies across and they run bootleg. So they do so many things off different looks. Um, and then it's not always the same. Like you just said, it could be Tyreek Hill doing that, or it could be Hardman with Tyreek Hill running down the middle of the field. So now you have a lot to worry about as a defense. So um, I think one of the key things is we just got to keep watching, keep getting a feel for the different things they can do, um, and just be ready for the, the things they've done all year and just be ready to adjust. Devin, how impressed have you been by Jonathan Jones' growth in the defense? They obviously had a really big special teams role the early part of his career, it seems like. Defensively, that's gotten bigger every year from him to the point where now he's not playing as much special teams because he's doing so much for you guys. So just how impressed have you been by that um, that growth from him? Uh, very impressive. I think it's to the point now, like it's expected from, you know, all of us. I think from the outside looking in, um, a lot of people are, are, you know, like I won't say blown away, but they watch and they're like, man, that's crazy. This guy was a special team. But I think for us, you know, especially for me being an older guy when he came in, undrafted, guys drafted above him. Um, and he's just constantly taking advantage of every opportunity he's ever gotten when he's been here. Every time he came as an undrafted rookie, every time he stepped on the field, whether, um, you know, I think he got a lot of recognition for playing special teams. But even with us in practice, every time he got in inside at, at the star position, slot corner or outside, he played at a high level. And I remember being in training camp. Like, man, this guy, this guy probably got a good chance to make the team. Obviously, he's doing a good job at gunner, but he's very versatile in our room at corner to play inside, play outside. And then you saw last year and this year his ability to play a safety-type role, too. Very smart guy. Um, so it, it's been great just to see him get the different opportunities and take advantage of it. Um, but, you know, now he's not just, you know, our defense player. Like, he's a leader. He's one of the lead guys communicating in the corner room. We look to him for that leadership and, you know, obviously for his performance, how he plays each week. Um, we count on that as a defense. And, you know, honestly, we probably struggle a lot without having Jay Jones in our lineup. So he's been a big addition, you know, to our core group and, and help us develop as a unit. Inside secrets. As you prepare for quarterbacks and offenses that have guys like Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, these amazing athletes, who be almost impossible to simulate. How do you try to prepare and make up for that difference in your mind? And you know, as, as good a look as your scout team has given you, they really can't exactly I think film, um, I think we, we'll watch a play in practice, then we'll, we'll watch it as a game clip of what they did in the game. Um, and then we always talk about that each week, no matter what offense we play. Our scout team could do as good of a job as possible, but it's the you know it's the first time they're doing some of these things. You know, sometimes offense will be similar to our player too, so you know they'll know that. But overall, when you get in the game on Sunday, everything's going to be a lot faster and crisper just because whoever you're playing against, this is what they do every day. You know, so um, I think it's always an understanding of you know no matter what you go through in practice, it's going to be a little faster in the game. Um, but I think overall, our scout team's done a good job of, of doing our best to give us these looks. Um, but, you know, like the guys you mentioned, you can't you, you can't replicate. Like Lamar Jackson, um, Deshaun Watson, Pat Mahomes, like you can't. Like we can't have a guy, you know, we can try all we want, roll right and throw the ball 50 yards across. Like that's that's not a normal thing to do. So you, you really can't. 
go out there and get that on the practice field. But I think the more you watch film, um, you know, not just watching things one time, but you keep going over and over, watching, you know, different games, watching them over and over again, um, you start to see those things. You know, when you're just, you know, you're studying and you're looking at your notes or something, you're envisioning what you write down in a, in a game clip. So um, I know for me, that's a lot what I do. And I think for us as a unit, that's what we try to do is watch things together. So we see them happening in our heads and then we get on the same page. And when it happens in the game, um, hopefully you can kind of anticipate and be ready to go. Thank you.